Welcome. This is the She's Capable podcast with Christelle, Shelby, and Ashley. We want to champion you, have real discussions on real issues, and have fun. We want you to thrive spiritually, emotionally, and in your practical life. Hi, welcome to the She's Capable podcast. Today we have a really special guest here, and I'm really excited to have her with us. Um, a mother in the faith. And Donna, how long have you been in Youth with a Mission and Missions? I've been in Missions 42 years. 42 years. So we have Donna Jordan with us. And as you heard, she has been in full-time missions for 42 years, which is an amazing story, which I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing some of today. Um, But she has, I've known Donna, gosh, 14 years? 14 years, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, been a real privilege, and even before I met Donna and her husband, Peter, um, their repu- reputation preceded them. I knew them before, not because I had met, well, actually, I may have met you somewhere, because we've been in Wyoming 20 years, um, but it, we've always seen their reputation go before them, and the fact that Donna has been a real mom to a lot of people, a lot of people call you mom, right? Yes. <laughs> a lot more than your four children, or yeah, four and um, yeah, I just wanted her to come today, and I don't have Ashley and Shelby here with me, so it's just Donna and I, and this is Christelle, and um, I wanted her to come today and just share some of her heart for the times and seasons I were in, um, for this generation. I know a lot of you are under the age of 35 that are listening today, too, and Donna has been a real mother and grandmother to many young people, um, and yeah, just... I get a real, Antonio and I have, Donna came and spoke to our staff um, just a couple of weeks ago, and she shared their story, her and Peter's story of leaving really a business, and both of you were in, you were a nurse, correct? Right, but I was I was taking care of my children, I wasn't, we're Okay, nursing. you were a full, full-time mom <clears throat> at yeah. the time. Yeah, but they left their life and just gave it all to go into missions, and it was an amazing story of faith, and she has some really awesome, Donna's known for speaking um, on hearing God's voice, which this morning you actually just spoke to a Bible study that we hold, and it was incredible to get the practical tools and to just, I think what hit me this morning, Donna, was just the simplicity of walking with God daily, Amen. daily. So yeah. I would love if you just start sharing some of your story and just what the, your journey with the Lord has looked like. Okay. Well, uh, just, you may not, you won't know me, but I have four children and nine grandchildren. And uh, we were living in Montreal, Quebec, when God called us. And I found, I realized <clears throat> in this journey that there's four levels of relationship with God in my life. There's academic, when you know a lot about Him, but you don't really know Him. Yeah. And I would go to church every Sunday, and that's how I was raised. And uh, honestly, be honest with you, I hated prayer meetings. They were boring. <laughs> and now I realize why. is because our hearts weren't right. And people were competing about how well they could pray. And then I met some YWAMers who would ask God questions. And that made me hungry for him. So the first is academic. You know a lot about him. And some people have been through Bible school. They've been through seminary. And they know the word, but they don't know him. And then the next level is I went to summer camp, which like some of you have likely been to summer camp. And I used to get saved every year just to make sure I was. (laughs) And then when I met these YWAMers who were listening to God, it made me hungry for him. 
and uh, I was at a barbecue and uh, with some friends and this man walked in and I used to check out people by their outward appearance, uh, what kind of car they drove, what their clothes looked like, etc. And this man walked in and he had longish hair and cross-eyed and he just, he was a little man and he said that God had sent him from Montreal, from Toronto to Montreal and that he'd find people hungry for God. And I knew I was one of them. And so he, he said, if you stay after the barbecue, I'll pray for you. So I stayed after the barbecue and that's when I made Jesus my Lord. And how many years ago was that? Oh, shoot. Uh, 44 <laughs> years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. So when I made Jesus my Lord, everything changed. I was hungry for worship music. I was hungry to listen to God. I was, I was working with teenagers. Uh, and I'm still hearing from them, even those years ago how that they knew that something had happened to me. And then Peter would just say, well, that's fine for you. Um, I'm working. He had a very good job. He was born in, as a missionary child in China of missionary parents. And the last thing he really wanted to do was be a missionary. Mm. So when I made Jesus Lord of my life, I was willing to do whatever God said. And I tried to be the Holy Spirit in my husband's life, and that does not work. No. <laughs> but one day he was in a boys brigade meeting and the Holy Spirit got him. Now we're both on the same page. Jesus is Lord. So that meant we were both willing to do whatever he said. And one night we stopped the car and we just heard Lauren Cunningham speaking on giving up your rights. So we gave up our rights to our home, our family, our friends. They were all very close to me. And the business just gave up our rights to everything and said, Jesus, what do you want us to do? And he told us to go, leave everything, and follow him. Mm -hmm. With the four little children, the oldest was 14, and the youngest was five. And uh, off we went. And that's, those are hard years they were. for kids to transition like that. Yeah. yeah, they were. They weren't easy, but we all knew. And, but, but we had no support. Uh, my father, I asked my father to pray for me, and he said, I'll pray for you, Donna, but you don't have my blessing. Mm. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And I thank God for Abraham, because Abraham didn't know where he was going, and he ended up in tents. And it just so happened that when we arrived in Kona, Hawaii, uh, two days after we arrived, six of us in one little room there, Darlene Cunningham came to us and public, uh, just apologized, saying, I'm so sorry. There's no housing. We've been praying that you wouldn't come unless God really called you because we have no housing. So what we've done is put up a tent up the mountain, about 10 miles up the mountain, and there's a couple other tents next to you. And so that's where you'll be living, is in an army tent. So here we are in bunk beds and had to go get with your boxes four kids. with four kids. Yeah. And we've just left a four-bedroom house, living room, separate living room, separate dining room, recreation room. All these things. To one room. To one tent. <laughs> Not even a room. <laughs> now, we're, now we're in a tent and we had to get rugs to cover the floor so we wouldn't cut our feet. And it was, I could lie in my bed and watch the mice run around. And I thought, God, what is this all about? And I was walking down the path crying. And he said, I'm not training two of you. I'm training six of you. So just trust me. Mm -hmm. So the kids came to me that first couple of weeks and they said, Mom, can we have ice cream? And I said, I really don't know. I've never lived this way before. Your dad and I, we just have enough money for one month to pay our fees. So you'll have to ask God for ice cream. 
and he's going to become our father now and our provider. And so they asked God for ice cream. And the next day they got a letter in the mail with a dollar in it for each of them saying, this is for ice cream. Wow. And that's how we've lived ever since. And our, our kids, I have children and children's children now and, and great grandchild. And they, this is how they live. They really trust God. It's not always easy, but they've learned to see how God provided for our family. Yeah. And now they're trusting God for their families. And this is so important. Uh, it's not just about us. It's about our children and our children's children, how they will live and how they will walk. Yeah. So when you're going through these hard times, you've got to watch what comes out of your mouth because the righteous live by faith, not fear, not anxiety. And the world is f so full right now of fear and anxieties. But Jesus said, you have nothing to be fearful about. Don't be anxious about anything. And I love reading in the New Testament all the red print. I love to read what Jesus said. Honestly, because he spoke truth and he spoke truth with love. And he said in Matthew, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and everything else will be given to you. And I can honestly tell you that's truth. My friends, whether you're single or married, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be given to you. Yeah. You don't have to go looking for finances. Look to God. Seek him first because he cares about you and he loves you. Yeah, and, and you really saw a lot of breakthroughs in those years, just story after story of living by faith. Completely, Yeah. completely. Uh, one thing that I think is just amazing about you, Donna, that I have seen even both in you and Peter, is not only do you have a lot of spiritual children, your biological children, your grandchildren, great-grandchild now, um, but you have spiritual children who are walking in the steps that you paved for them. So even as you said you're training six, I really think you were really training thousands in some of the actions that, yeah. and the decisions that you and Peter made. Um, if you wouldn't have made those decisions, you wouldn't have been able to even impact and affect all the just hundreds of thousands of people that are going behind you. And Tony and I being one of them, just watching you in the simplicity of making Jesus Lord. And I love how you distinguish lordship from you know, just giving your life or being saved because the church does have that wrong, don't they? Right. And right. They really don't put Jesus as Lord of their life. That's if, right. If we if we made him Lord, our life would look like we're being led. That's right. <laughs> and the and the church would look different. Yes, it would look very different. Yeah, because we're looking to man to meet our needs instead of God. Yeah. And then, like the four levels I've seen in my life was mm -hmm. um, academic, and then casual, and then hungry for God, and yep. then the last one is intimacy. And it's out of that intimacy that comes your ministry. Intimacy, like just, it's not just hearing God. Mm -hmm. People say, well, you teach on hearing God. I teach on people listening to God, walking and talking with him continually because it is possible and I'm no better than anybody else. I just know who I am as his daughter yeah. and he sent the Holy Spirit to live within me and if you're truly born again of the Spirit, he lives within you and he's available at all times to tell you what to do. And so it's just a way of life for me to ask him, what in in detail what do i do how do i respond in this situation and so often we react instead of just asking the lord how should we respond in this situation but it just takes time to quieten ourselves and listen and i've really found the last two weeks christelle the lord saying donna just listen and love listen to me love me listen to others and love them That's 
Good. And uh, there's such a need right now of people just to love and listen. And whether you're married or you're not married, learn to listen to God and learn to listen to each other. Because often with people come with many hardships and anxieties and fears, if you just listen to them, they seem to be able to answer their own yeah. challenges. Right. Yeah. And well, and if they can learn to listen to the Lord, He's going to guide them completely. In those things. Right. Yeah, completely. Like I've been in counseling schools, and and uh, honestly, the Holy Spirit is the best counselor. He yeah. tells you what to do, and uh, what questions to ask. Jesus is a used to ask a lot of questions and the Holy Spirit will ask you well what question do I ask in this situation and he will tell you yeah like what question do you ask when your children come home from school sometimes they don't want to be uh, questioned a lot but the Lord Jesus will give you questions to ask them it's a strategic yeah the right questions yeah yeah that's good and just to take time with them for three minutes you know uh, I was telling the girls today when my son was about nine eight or nine he came in from school one day and uh, he, he looked very upset and angry and I thought Jesus is he rebellious or is he hurting and Jesus said Donnie he's hurting mm -hmm. so I said okay first I listened to him to God and then I said okay Pete would you like some cookies and drink and he said yes and uh, mm -hmm. he was sitting there I said what's wrong nothing I said something's bothering you Pete and he started, tears went down his cheeks, and he said, well, David was unkind to me on the bus. And I said, well, can you forgive him? No. <laughs> and I said, Pete, you've got to. And he said, Mom, I don't need, you don't know what went on. And I said, doesn't matter, you've got to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice, Pete. All right, I forgive him. And then he was outside playing just like that. Hmm. But if I had disciplined him on top of his hurt, it would have been one pain on top of another. This is why it's so important that we listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and see each other through his eyes and listen to them through his ears. Right? That's so good. So um, being now a grandmother in the faith, what do you, this is something I'd like to know personally, I think some of the women might uh, really like to know this too, is when you've been living your life for the Lord for so long and you've just been living this simple walk of learning to hear his voice and learning to obey, Right? I mean, you're listening right. to him, but you're obeying. I think that's what you mean by listening. It's yeah. just like being obedient to what he says. Right. And it's relationships. It's just like he knows better and he sees things you don't see and knows things you don't know, right? Right. Um, so when you're doing that, did you ever expect you'd have people watching you do that? Or are you intentional in instructing people that are under you? Or, or how do you go about um, just raising up the next generation and discipling the people that God allows you? Do you just live it or yeah your life makes people hungry for God and uh, that's what I found now I teach listening to God all over I yep. think I've taught I was thinking this morning maybe 30 nations I'm not impressed with that but um, I've taught in about 30 nations and again it's through listening to God As some nations love to uh, communicate back and forth interact they don't mm -hmm. like point form and some people like that are more analytical like point form like I teach engineers or doctors how to hear from God and then if you but if, with the younger generation they want you to speak the truth they want to know that God is real yeah and um, as a grandmother I'm pretty real and put it on the line and even in in some very difficult situations like abortion or things like these things I speak the truth yeah controversial and, issues yeah. you don't shy away from those things if nope. it's true right yeah 
And I say to the kids, I remember speaking to about two or 300 kids not too long ago in California. And I said, you know what, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't care if I get put in prison or put in jail, but this is the truth. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I laid it. You are not created. You're created male or female. You don't. And uh, I could go into this, but I won't go into it now. <laughs> but abortion is murder. And yeah. they would clap. And they said, well, why aren't people speaking this out? Why isn't the church speaking these things out? Well, there's a new thing where they say, there's a phrase I've heard, you you live your truth and I'll live my truth. Right. And there's no such thing as your truth and my truth. Right. There's the truth. That's right. And I think people are hungry to hear truth and they know what it is when they hear it too. Exactly. And they appreciate it and I think their spirits are craving exactly. for that truth. Yeah. So that's that's very good. And what the thing is that our truth sets people free. It doesn't put them in bondage. Right. And there's no condemnation to those who love Jesus. None at all. To those who love him. Yeah. There's no condemnation. So we keep our hearts right with him. This is what's so beautiful is that God sees the heart. Yeah. He doesn't see the outward actions, but he sees the heart. And so often we judge people by what they do and what they you know. But God looks at our hearts and uh, everybody's different. Nobody, we cannot judge anybody. Yeah. Well, God knows. Yeah. Well, and we can trust that he's going to speak to people if they're really open to hear. I remember um, sitting in one of your teachings on hearing God's voice, and you said something. Someone asked, well, what's your opinion on uh, secular music? I think they asked you. And you said, well, let's imagine you have one of those headphones in your ear and one in the ear of the Holy Spirit, and would he like to listen to that? Yeah. And what is it that you're listening to? And exactly. Does it, does it please him, essentially? And I've used that one on my kids. <laughs> it's result, so good. As yeah. a result of that, because I think sometimes we can get um, caught up in the nitty-gritty and kind of the, I don't know, this this way of creating hard lines, when really, what does God think about that? And I think if we really want to please him, yeah. which you're passionate about that, you teach that a lot about living to please the Lord. And if we want to please him, we need to ask him That's what right. he thinks yeah. and what he likes and you know what he enjoys. And that also goes along with knowing the word of God too, because we can really know what he thinks yeah. by reading his word that he gave to us. Exactly. And it was my granddaughter uh, that uh, gave that example because they were going through their music. And she said, I said, well, how did you know what to get rid of? And she said, well, I just, I felt Jesus tell me, I'll put one earphone in me and, and you keep one <laughs> earphone and what I don't want to listen to, get rid of. And so she just, they just That's wrote good. everything. Yeah. That's so good. And then another situation where some, in, in, on the Wyoming base in Hawaii, some big islanders came to my room and they told me they were going to such and such a movie. And I said to them, I mean, they're learning to listen to God too. And I said, well, to them, did you ask God if you were to go to that movie? And they said, No. And I said, um, whose money are you using? And they said, uh, uh, God's money, because everything we have belongs to him. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, well, is he going to the movie with you? <laughs> and they went, uh, uh, we hope so. And I said, well, I don't think he wants to. And the least you could do is ask him. Because if you go to that movie and he doesn't want to go, you're grieving him. Right. And that's going to quench the Holy Spirit from within you to walk and talk with him. So it's, it's not legalism. It's freedom. It is freedom. Just include him. Yeah. He wants to be included in everything that you do. 
Yeah. Well, and um, I heard you say today, for those who obviously weren't hearing this, she, Donna, was, again, speaking at a Bible study that we, ha- that we hold this morning. And you gave an example of, um, as women, and particularly geared to those, those right now who are moms or wives, but really all of us as women, we, we, have, we are the thermometer of our homes. We create the atmosphere. We create right. the temperature. And you gave some kind of practical advice. Yeah. how to do that. What would be some of the things we could do to create an atmosphere that's conducive for hearing God in our homes? Well, what I do, and it's not for everybody, but I put on worship, even if it's low. I love to have worship going on in my home. Mm-hmm. My kids laugh because every Sunday morning I used to put on worship loud. But <laughs> now my children and my grandchildren, they play worship music when their children, when their babies are going to sleep. Yep. Or when they wake up, they play worship music. Because it it's, just goes deep into their spirits. Uh, yeah, does that... Yeah, yeah. And, well, and they don't have a junior Holy Spirit either. I think no. sometimes we think if our kids... We, we appeal to our children spiritually from just what we think they can understand with their intellect. Yeah. But really, their spirits understand. Completely. And I know of having six kids, just talking to my kids over the years, kids in some ways... Um, understand and accept spiritual things quicker than adults because they don't have the baggage and they don't have all of the reasonings and all of the reasons why they you know they shouldn't do it or should it's like they just will talk to God if you tell them God talks to you and he talks back I've just found my kids are like oh okay and they'll just talk to him right it's so simple and I think sometimes that's why the kingdom comes to those who are childlike we're supposed to be like children right exactly yeah so even if if you don't have children but you still you know walk with work with children Teach them how to listen to God, how to recognize His voice. Yeah, I remember once I was with a group of kids, and uh, one of the first things is make sure your heart's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, say, okay, kids, is your heart right? And I remember once in Mercy Ships, and uh, there was this group, and I said, okay, kids, is your heart right? Just ask Jesus. I won't tell you, but you ask Jesus. And one little boy said, hmm, Jesus just told me i got to get rid of my Pokemon cards. And I said, really? He said, yep. And I said, well, what are you supposed to do with them? And he said, and he's just a little guy. Jesus said I was supposed to burn them. I said, okay, <laughs> well, we'll burn them. And then, then he could hear God clearly. And uh, his mom came to me and she said, how did you get him to build his poke- burn his Pokemon cards? I said, I didn't. Jesus told him. And it, when Jesus tells the kids what to do, it's so easy for them. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, another little guy in another group in a different situation said, I, I had a, an argument with my dad before I came today. And I said, oh, did you do anything wrong? Um, yeah, but my dad. And I said, look, you need to ask God's forgiveness for your attitude towards your dad. And then when you go home at lunch, I want you to ask your dad forgiveness. He said, okay, so he asked God's forgiveness. And then after that, he and his friend had a clear vision, a picture of a man standing down by the down on the road of the base and uh, they explained him he had blue jeans on and a red shirt and then he needed to hear the gospel mm-hmm. so at noon they went down and he wasn't there <coughs> and so uh, after they said to the teacher can I we go down now and she said no you go down after school so after school they went and there was this man but he was on the other side of the road just like Jesus showed them he had blue jeans on and a red shirt so they said Jesus we can't cross the road. Could you send the man across? And the man walked across, went to get in the car, and they said, Sir, we've just come to tell you that Jesus loves you and started to share with him. Wow. I mean, 
kids hear from God, yeah. but they've, they have visions more than, um, you know, it says in the last days, your children will have visions. And they are. This is a very visual generation. Yeah. And the enemy knows this. And so that's why you have to be so careful. Teach them. Don't look at things that are going to affect your spirit. Look at things that are good. And uh, because it's a very visual generation. So God's giving them more and more visions. Yeah. And it says in the last days, your sons and daughters will have visions and your old men will dream dreams. So I think we're in days that God is revealing himself and the angels too. The little ones are seeing the angels. Yeah. I can see my little great-grandson or I used to see my little granddaughter who came from Taiwan with Down syndrome. She could see angels and you just knew that they yeah. were protecting them. Yeah. And it's so, and this is biblical. Yep. It's, it is in the Bible. It is. And angels are coming more in human form and angelic form. Yeah. But it's lack of knowledge that people are perishing. It's lack of understanding what God is doing today. Because he's moving very quickly to prepare his yeah. people. He is. But it all comes through listening to him. Yeah, well, and it comes, you, the, the fourth thing that you gave in the four levels of relationship with God, the last thing is intimacy. Yeah. And intimacy is really what it's all about. It's where he's taking us. Yeah. And when we get to that stage of hunger, it's, you know, the amazing thing about being hungry for the Lord is like you get full, but you're hungry at the same time. It's right. like it satisfies, but it makes you even hungrier. And it leads you to a place of really walking with the Lord. What would you say to people who are listening who feel like they can't, they have a hard time hearing God's voice or maybe understanding it, what the difference is between their voice and their head or, you know, the voice maybe of others or the voice of the Lord? How do you d differentiate and understand what which voice is the voice of the Lord? Well, it becomes a way of life when you know that there are four voices you can hear. So when you... When you, uh, like I, this, I can, all I can do is tell you how I start my day. I can tell you how I live. And before my, I even get out of bed, I say, Jesus, I love you. And, and I mean it from my heart. And then when I'm in the shower, it's really weird because he speaks to me a lot in the shower. Yeah, me too. That's I, I, I think it's likely because it's, it's like quiet. He, he traps us in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I just say, okay, Lord, I die to my ideas and desires and what I want to do. And I silence the voice of others. I want to hear what's on your heart for today. And then I come against the enemy because the, that's the fourth voice. And if Jesus is Lord, you have all authority to come against the enemy because it's written in God's word. If you're submitted to his lordship, you can resist the enemy. I don't think the enemy can read our thoughts, but he sees how we respond to our words, to our actions, what we look at, what we listen to. So he knows where the open door is. Yes. He doesn't, he doesn't wait to be invited in. He pushes himself in. Yeah. The Holy Spirit waits to be invited. And so I just come against him. I just say, Satan and demon powers, you have no power over me. It's written in God's word. If I'm Jesus is my Lord, you must be gone in Jesus' name. And then I just ask the Holy Spirit to come and just lead me. Just lead me through the day. That's good. And I just include him in everything I do. Uh, and I'm so thankful, Christelle, that I do that. And then I did that before Peter went home to be with Jesus. Like my husband just died in, in May, and I was very close to him. But I, I, in the last six months, I became so close to Jesus. Yeah. And now he's really become my husband. Yeah. In, um, I, used to, I really miss Peter in praying with him. And I get invitations, and I always prayed with Peter about whether I was to accept the invitations. But now I've just got to go to Jesus and say, okay, what do I do? Like just... 
just in the last month, somebody said, I would like to take you on a holiday, take you away for a week to Mexico. So I, that's a lovely, all expense paid. So I said, Jesus, do you want me to go? And he said, no, I don't want you going. Would have been this week. Hmm. He said, I don't want you going. I want you to stay here. Wow. And it's, it's just being where he wants me to be. It's, it's such, he's such a loving father, such a loving husband, because he wants the best for us. That's what true love is, wanting the highest good for you. Yeah, so right. you don't understand it at the time of why, but you just trust him. And, yeah. and it says in the Bible that the righteous will live by faith, not by fear. Yeah. So God's calling his people to live by faith now. That's wonderful. And just trust him. Yeah, and Donna, I think you've, I think one of the reasons you've been successful, even as a mom in the faith, is because I think you're, even what you're teaching right now is so simple that people can grasp it. Right. And there's a lot of stuff in the body of Christ that there's a lot of great teaching and, you know, you get a lot out of it. And even a lot of teaching that I teach, I know people get a lot out of it. But sometimes, even for me, it's refreshing to hear the simplicity of, just loving Jesus yeah of just relationship and sometimes we worry so much if we're doing it right and do we get this time with the Lord and you know we juggle a lot too and just trying to walk with him all the time like I remember um, a leader or a friend her name is Stacy Campbell she has five I children Stacy yeah and I said to her and I was feeling I was right in the thick of having a lot of little kids and I was feeling overwhelmed and I said to her how do you spend time with the Lord with mm. when you had five kids how did you do that and she goes, oh, honey, I just prayed when I folded laundry, and I just sang when I did dishes, and I just talked to the Lord. And she just, it, she basically said what you, what you're yeah. saying, which is what I was actually doing, but I was beating myself up because I didn't have that block of time that I normally had had, or I didn't have the opportunity to get, you know, get that half hour, hour, or whatever. And you know, I try to get up earlier, but I'd be so tired because the baby got up all night, or you know. So I just sure. think the simplicity of walking in relationship. It's very much like our marriages or yeah. any relationship. You just make time for people and you and you love on them and you talk to them and you talk your ideas to them and you listen. And like I just love the simplicity of that. And I think that's really going to be the answer for this end time generation. Definitely. Because we got we to gotta know the Lord and get to know his voice. If you haven't heard him speak, you know, I would say to you that you probably have. You just maybe don't know. And he speaks in a still small voice. To me, it comes in like a thought. Sometimes it's a picture. Sometimes, you know, the more I exercise it, the more I realize that this is in line with the Word of God. That's and, right. And I understand the tone of the Lord. You know, he's yeah. not a he's not a harsh dad. He wants, like you said, he wants the best for us. Yeah. And so the more I've understood his tone and his nature and, you know, what the Word says and, you know, it all kind of comes in line. You can trust more. Amen. That this That's is good. God, right? Yeah. Like this is God speaking this yeah. to me. And when you feel a little bit of conviction, like let's say you put your headphones in and you're like, okay, what do you think of this song? <laughs> or what do you think of this movie? And you kind of know instinctively, uh, this isn't good. Well, that's probably him. Yeah. And he's talking to you. And, you know, you do hear him. And just exercising that. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. Amen. And so you, if you know him and you've given him your life, and maybe you've prayed a prayer and you've you know done the salvation thing in church, but you've kind of stopped growing and you haven't made him, like Donna said, Lord of your life, you can even do that now. 
you can make him Lord of your life. And I was even convicted hearing that, like, oh man, he's Lord of some areas, but there's like one or two areas throughout my life where I've been like, oh, he's not going to be Lord of that. You don't consciously say that, but you just do it by not consulting him. Right. You know, in that area, or you spend time worrying or thinking. And so I would love to just end, maybe you could pray for those listening, to just make Jesus Lord. And it doesn't mean, you know, when when you give your life to him, you're actually doing an exchange of lives. That's right. It's like you take his and you leave your old life. And in really, you know, we're a slave to sin or we're a slave to righteousness. And I think sometimes people get scared to give their life to the Lord because mm. they think that they're not, you know, somehow they're giving up of who they are. Well, no, you're, he's actually giving you who you're meant to be. Amen. In your fullness. And yeah, and he just, I would just love if you could pray yeah. for the people. If you have anything to add before you pray even. Yeah. I just, this is a little thing, but what you think about most is Lord of your life. If you're thinking about your house more or your children or your friends or whatever, that's what's Lord of your life. But if you're thinking of Jesus, how can I please you? Yeah. What is it that I can do to please you? That's who's Lord of your life. And this comes through practice. Don't come under heaviness or pressure or condemnation. It comes through practice of, of putting him first okay. and learning to respond, not react uh, in situations. Yeah, well, even in your, what you were sharing today, which I'd love you to just say this little point about talking to your husband and just the affirmation. What did you say Peter had said, said to you? I, Peter said to me once that your affirmation of what I do, uh, like say he's speaking or something, speaks louder to me than 200 people. Yeah. So and I don't think as wives we realize that, mm-hmm. or even as, as our children, affirming them and what they're doing. But our homes need to be kept as a safe place. Whether you're single or you're married with children, make sure your room or your home or whatever the Lord has given you to be a safe place and a place for God's presence so that when people come in, your husbands come home, that there's peace. Because God speaks through a deep peace that's beyond our understanding. And uh, this is what I find, you know, when people say, well, you know, ask me, what do you think? I say, well, do you have a peace? Do you have a peace that's beyond your understanding? And they say, yes, or do you have a check in your spirit? Well, then it's not the right timing, or it could be not the right person to speak to, or, you know, you need to ask these questions. Father, is this the time? Is this the person to share this with? You know, just ask him questions. He loves you to ask questions. So making Jesus Lord of your life is the big, that is so key. And uh, you need to keep that commitment. One day I was baptizing somebody, um, and he, it, it was quite a serious situation that he came out of, and he knew he wanted to follow Jesus, and I was baptizing him, and I just was in the pool, and I said, Jesus, how come you had to be baptized? I don't know if you've ever thought of that. Yeah, I have, <laughs> but have I don't you? know the answer, so go for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so I just said, Jesus, why did you have to be baptized? And he said, it was my commitment to the Father that I would go through the death, the death, and that's when the Father spoke to him. This is my son in whom I'm pleased. Yeah. So I think we need to see more of that. You know, when we're truly baptized, not just as to please our parents, but truly baptized, uh, that we're realizing that we're dying to our old self and we're going to be willing to die, even die for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm walking with underground pastors in China now and I've been with them when the police were going to come in. And I remember sitting there with about 30 and uh, the police were ready to come in, and I remember sitting there. It always makes me feel like crying. 
And, and Jesus said to me, Donna, if the police come in, what are you going to do? And I said, I'll go with them to prison. Now, I don't know what the police would do with an old lady, but I was willing to go yeah. and be in prison with them. So this, it's a way of life of just being willing to, to die, and you will be tested. You will be tested. That's right. But we're coming into those days that the kingdoms are clashing. You can no longer be gray. You can no longer... You've either got to live for Jesus or don't live for him. Yeah, you can't have one foot in and no, one foot out. No, not anymore. Yeah, you know, and if there's sin in your life or there's areas where you feel Jesus hasn't been Lord of your life too, don't feel because you're hearing this and you could say, man, I've, I've been a Christian a long time, but maybe you're recognizing you have that little tinge of conviction or just that little drawing of the Lord, like I haven't made him Lord. And that's okay, do it. Do it now. And it's not too late for you. Jesus is the restorer. You know, God restores all things. And yeah. in Psalm 90, one of my favorite passages, I believe it's verse 11, it's a Psalm of Moses where he, he prayed, God, restore my evil years with good. And I've prayed that over moments of our life where God, restore those evil moments with good, those evil times where I didn't make you Lord, where I didn't choose you, where, you know, as a family, we're going the wrong direction, or maybe I, you know, disobeyed or sinned or whatever. But when we make Jesus Lord of our life, and he comes in with that kindness to draw us back. Repentance is just a change of direction. We change our direction and we go wherever he tells us to go. And he's a good dad and he's going to lead us to not hurt ourselves. You That's know? right. And he's going to lead us into our destiny. And he's yeah. going to, we can be at peace and we don't have to worry because we can trust him. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. So Father, I just thank you for those that are listening. And Lord, I pray that you will come by your spirit and just give them revelation just, Lord, there's nothing greater than following you. Even when it's rough, Lord, you're there with us. You're there in the hard times. You're there in the good times. You laugh with us. You enjoy. You have a sense of humor. You enjoy playing football. You enjoy playing basketball. Lord, you just you just love walking with us. Yeah. And that's the kind of father you are. And you will never leave us or forsake us. And I just pray that those that are listening will be willing to follow you wholeheartedly. They'll be willing to leave their families. And it's not easy. But God, you've restored everything. You've restored my family. You've restored our friends. You've given us a place to live. We are so blessed. And what you say in your word is true. And Lord, I pray that they'll realize it's not just about them, but it's about their children and their children's children. Whether these are physical children or spiritual children, it will affect them. And that they will carry on what you're teaching and what they're sharing and how they're living. So, Lord, I pray that the people that are listening, the girls that are listening, that they will focus on you, not the circumstances. And, Lord, that you see the heart, and we have a heart to please you. You're pleased. So bless them, Lord, and open their spiritual eyes and ears like never before. Lord, I pray that they will have visions, they'll have dreams, but they'll recognize your voice yeah. and walk and talk with you and be willing to do what you say, Lord. They'll listen to your voice. They'll have faith to believe and the walk in obedience. Whether the voice is through the word, or by the spirit, or through visions, dreams, whatever, Lord, that they will listen to you and be aware of your presence, or through creation. I just ask this in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you got a lot out of today's episode and that you really even just begin to exercise hearing the voice of God. Bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the She's Capable podcast. Please review us, and if you like what you hear, subscribe. 
We also want to let you know that we have a free ebook out called Becoming the Best Version of You. To download this free ebook, follow the link in the episode notes below. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.